Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, welcome to Good for a Weekend. I'm Cressy Cornis. And I'm MK Ashford. And this is the podcast where two friends recap Taylor Swift's last 48 hours. <laughs> How are you feeling, MK? It's been the craziest 48 hours maybe in Swifty history. I I actually agree. This has been one for the books. The socials have been blowing up. It's like rivaling, rivaling. Do you, what's enough. the word? Okay. You know what I mean. I have a speech impediment. I can't correct you. Rival ring. <laughs> Sounds right to me. Whatever. Bleachella. It's it's a rivalry of this and Bleachella. They're both so crazy is what I'm trying to say. And the the Kim call. That was a crazy night. Uh, what are some other Swifty nights? In, well, we don't have time for that. We literally don't have time for this like trip down memory lane. We can only talk about the last 48 hours. So here's what we're going to do, MK, if you're okay with this. I created a quick bullet point list of everything that has happened in the last 48 hours in chronological order. So I'm just going to read through all of it and then we can discuss. Are you cool with that? Deal. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Last week, rumors began from the sun that Maddie Healy and Taylor are dating. This is like a little background, okay? Remember that. If you're listening to this podcast, you already know this. Okay, now we're starting on Friday night. Friday was Taylor's first night in Nashville. Maddie Healy was in attendance in the VIP tent. Already, Swifties were treating this like it was their 9-11. Phoebe Bridgers opens. Members of Boy Genius also accompany her for some songs. Are you okay? <laughs> 9-11. It's not funny. It's they not really funny. Were. They really were. <laughs> it was like funny. the Sun article coming out, that was rough. And then him being in attendance night one, that was like the second tower. Like That's when things really took a turn. And I'm sorry if people are sensitive to those jokes. I'm, I apologize. But you know how dramatic Swifties are. This was their 9-11. <laughs> so Phoebe Bridgers open. Members of Boy Genius also accompany her for some things. And in a very weird move, fans hold up pictures of Marjorie during Marjorie to surprise Taylor. I was so disgusted by that. We'll unpack that later. Then during the Red Era, Phoebe comes out and performs Nothing New with Taylor for the first time live. Incredible. It's amazing. Phoebe makes a quip that she was 18 when uh, red came out. So how can a person know everything at 18, but nothing at 20. It, it's great. Um, in the folklore era, while Taylor is singing cardigan, she mouths. This is about you. You know who you are. 
I love you. Fans notice this because Maddie Healy has also, I think it was like in the past week, MK is going to get into this later. It was on May 3rd. May 3rd. Okay. So like a couple days before this. Correct. Mouthed the exact same words during his song About You. The song is called About You. Then during the surprise song part of the evening, Taylor announces, speak now Taylor's version. The next re-recording in this journey of her life. It's coming out July 7th. It will be 22 tracks. It is now her most liked Instagram album post, Beating Midnights. We'll also unpack that in a second. Then she plays Sparks Fly and Teardrops on My Guitar. There are rumors of Maddie, this is the next morning now, getting coffee from the Starbucks by Taylor's condo that Saturday morning. Saturday night, Maddie Healy, he's there again. As well as other celebrities like Gigi Hadid, Lily Aldridge, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Reese Witherspoon, and Taylor's bestie, Abigail. And also, no, it's Ashley is there. If you know, you know, we, li- we do not have time in this episode to explain no, it's Ashley. Maybe another time. Get on TikTok. Maddie joins Phoebe on stage as she is opening the Eras tour. Taylor then plays Invisible String instead of The One. The surprise songs are Out of the Woods in 15, and she adds a lyric. She sings, and Abigail gave everything she had to a boy who changed his mind, and we both cried, but that's all right. That was cute. This is also the same day. That people start to believe Taylor is releasing a book on July 9th. This blow, this is a whole thing we're going to get into. Sunday. We're now on Sunday. Today. Just a few hours ago. Literally a few hours ago. Paparazzi photos of Manny and Taylor in a car outside of her condo. And as of right now, about 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, it is raining and lightning in Nashville and the show is getting pushed back might get canceled we'll see what happens and if any more hijinks ensue i i need a break i need a break i i don't want the concert to be canceled i love that our podcast gets to end on a cliffhanger like will she play tonight who knows even though people will definitely know by the time they hear it but it's a cliffhanger for us for us it's a cliffhanger it's like exciting (laughs) okay so that's everything that happened that's what you missed on glee what should we start with first should we start with speak now or maddie healy run it back up to the beginning okay like i want to go in order because i have thoughts on each not each bullet but some bullets so you want to start with maddie i think yeah i think actually all my thoughts are on maddie i don't have many like you know exciting riveting thoughts on speak now i think it's like okay the generic thoughts of i'm excited okay so speak now no <laughs> the opposite of what i just said maddie healy maddie healy so maddie healy um Okay, when the Sun reports came out, no one believed it. That's the first thing I want to say. No one believed this last week. It was insane. Like, the Sun has reported that Taylor and Ed Sheeran were dating. Like, the Sun has reported the craziest things about her, about everyone. They have no basis, no fact. Like, the Sun is kind of stupid. So no one believed this, right? Like, you didn't believe this, right? I didn't believe it. No. No. I thought this was, again, the media accusing Taylor of dating her friends. Like, they always do when she's single. Correct. And not only that, but I was like, if anything happened between them, like maybe they hooked up once and it like really spun out through telephone and people and then it got to the magazines through someone and now it's like this big thing that it never really was. I didn't think she would ever be spotted with him like 
again for a long time unless it was in a group setting, which I guess a concert is a really large group setting. Um, But I believed it when he showed up the concert. Not believed it, but I was like, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Why don't I read the quote from The Sun? Yeah. Okay. So they claimed that the pair were, quote, ready to go public with their romance in Nashville. End quote. Continuing. Quote, she and Maddie are madly in love. It's super early days, but it feels right. They first dated, very briefly, almost 10 years ago, but timings just didn't work out. Taylor and Joe actually split up back in February, so there was absolutely no crossover. Okay, sure. Both Maddie and Taylor have been touring over the past few weeks, so it's been a lot of FaceTiming and texting, but she cannot wait to see him again. So the son knew that he was coming to Nashville. Yeah, before anyone knew. And then he showed up in Nashville. Two shows. So they did get that right. Okay. Well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> two. We'll come back to that one, actually. The Marjorie thing. We'll go on to it later. Um, yeah. Okay. So the mouthing. Yes. Of words. Yes. When Taylor mouths, this is about you. You know who you are. I love you. If I was at that concert, I would have been so confused. I don't think it even would have like, hit me that it was about Maddie. I can't read lips. So I would have been like, oh, she's saying something. I'll find <laughs> out later. I know. I know. And then, like, I didn't even see a video of it on Twitter or TikTok or Instagram by itself. Like, I only saw it compared to the other one. People are quick. People are sleuths. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, so this is what I want to dive into with what I sent you on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. the basis of this argument is kind of founded in this very public display of affection from both of them, if this is all true. So if you are not a fan of the 1975, I am, but I didn't, I'm not enough of a fan to know what's been going on in their lives recently. And I was educated on TikTok about this. So the last leg of their tour, the one where he's been so insane and has been like eating meat, raw meat meat. on stage, making out with fans on stage, getting drunk off an entire bottle of wine on stage every night and like doing that bit where he's about to say something racist and they cut him off starting the song. Like they're Mm -hmm. being weird. And apparently the last leg of this tour has been titled by the band a theatrical performance of an intimate moment and it includes like short films and like web series and things like that that go along with it and go along with the things that he's doing on stage or in the media etc and the whole point is that he's shaking off his Truman Black persona which is like his kind of crazy character like the bad guy and he wants to be more quote-unquote vulnerable and like Maddie himself but the most interesting part of this is that last week, or maybe it was a little bit longer ago, but when he was in town for SNL in New York City, he was meeting fans in the streets. He had a guitar with him. He was singing. He was like doing meet and greets. And then in the episode that dropped the next week of an intimate performance, no, a theatrical performance of an <laughs> intimate moment. God, they're like, oh, there's so much. Okay. Um, in that episode, of the video 
he was practicing in a bathroom how to interact with fans. And a lot of his interactions with them make it into the short film almost as like a parody. Mm -hmm. And so the whole point is that there's so many intimate moments of his life that feel like theatrical performances because of like the way people speculate on his life. And all of those interactions he had with real fans in public were rehearsed, which is actually really sad for them. I would be so embarrassed if that were me. Like, that's really sad and kind of mean. But they were all choreographed for the film. And... I think the point that this TikToker was trying to make, and I kind of agree, is this whole spectacle feels so choreographed. And I think it's very interesting that this is happening while he's doing this in other aspects of his life. Them whispering that on stage in front of 50,000 people, like straight into the camera, if that is like not a theatrical performance of an intimate moment. I don't know what is so word for word within a couple days. I'm like kind of feeling like this might be a statement on the way things can like get out of control and the media and the fans and the speculation. But is do you feel like this is something Taylor would agree to participate in for his performance art? I have no idea why she said what she said. I lit- like I get him doing that. I get it. I get the whole performance art. I get the tour. I get it. But mm-hmm. I don't get her repeating it. I don't get it. I don't think it's just that though. I think like if that's what this is, I think it's all of it. Him showing up, the Sun article, him like the paparazzi pictures, like I think it's all a part of it if that's what this is. I don't think it's just that one moment. But I don't know if that's very Taylor to participate in something this theatrical and odd because like her fan base won't even get the full picture of what's going on like she would have to explain that to everyone I think he would explain it to his fans and they would all understand what he's doing and but like that's a weird gray area for her to leave unsaid to her fans and I think it's very risky of her to participate in his performance art as a friend or like a colleague or even if she respects his art, like, I mean, I do, I get it, but like, it would just be very odd. And I think like out of character for her to perform in this just for a 1975, like performance art piece. Mm. I don't know. But I also think it's so out of character for her to date freaking Maddie Healy. Like he is a walking PR nightmare. Yeah. Why don't we explain Maddie Healy? to anyone who is maybe not familiar with his lore should I begin or do you want to kick it off no I don't even know if I could explain it like he's a nutbag that's all I know he is he's built different okay so Maddie Healy is a frontman of the 1975 MK and I are both fans of the 1975 famously we were going to go see them but MK got mono and we I'm sorry had to sell our tickets on Facebook marketplace it was a dark time. I should have gone with the mono. I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, it would have been so good. That would have been an amazing. Anyway, so we're fans. We're fans of the band, you know, but I think us being fans of the 1970 fan of the 1975 is a great example of separating the art from the artist because Maddie Healy is problematic to say the least. I came up with this joke before the episode that uh, a man liking the 1975 is a red flag but a man in the 1975 is worse 
No, it's true. <laughs> MK mentioned this character that he plays, Truman Black. Uh, he's racist. <laughs> the character that he's playing as performance art, he's racist. He said problematic things. Uh, his Truman Black account followed Kyle Rittenhouse on Instagram. If you don't know who that is, Google it. We don't have time to unpack that. He's made Islamophobic jokes. He's made race. I mean, just like everything under the sun that he could possibly be problematic about, he has been. He's also been problematic in regards to Taylor. He has said in an interview from years ago that he would never date Taylor Swift because it would be emasculating to date her. Uh, you can Google that. That actually happened. God, what else? Oh, he he grew up uh, quite wealthy. His parents are famous British actors. So he has been open about how growing up with tabloids, keeping up with his family has negatively impacted him. And that was a real pain point for him as a child. And even now he has, um, I don't want to say a chip on his shoulder because that feels like I'm like minimizing it. Like that's a real issue, but like it affects him and he yeah he lives his life with that effect on him yes yes so that is important context with how he grew up um kind of an epo baby and have i missed anything else oh 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 and then his uh ex-girlfriend <coughs> 24 years old uh not that bad of an age gap just wanting to add that for context um she did like a little tweet storm yesterday about being like, guess it's really over, dot, dot, dot. And like sad polar bear pictures, like very like 16-year-old high school stuff. And I really wanted to be like, girl, it's Maddie Healy. Like you're embarrassing yourself. He looks like, what is that? He looks like that teacher from the Fairly Odd Parents. He looks like the rat from Flushed Away. Flushed Away. He looks <laughs> like the rat from Flushed Away. That's what he looks like. I mean, I love him. I find him attractive, but like. I think he's fine as hell. Would I hook up with him? Yes. Obviously. Would I marry him? No. Let's make it. Oh, and I should add, very famous, very famous and open about his heroin usage. If you're a 1975 fan, you know this. A large part of their discography is dedicated to songs about heroin. Correct. I think he is yeah. off drugs, but he is not sober by any means. And I think he probably struggles with addiction to other things that he is not facing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not ideal. I mean, we've seen the, the TikToks. No, but also I think like an important thing to note about Truman Black is that I think his whole point, I guess, I don't, I don't think it's actually his opinions. I really don't. But I think to do and say and promote things like that even if you are making a point about cancel culture or the media or whatever I still think it's a little like dangerous well it also has to be funny like this is one of my big things as a comedian like I meet a lot of people who are trying out comedy for the first time ever ever and I'm in uh, like a group chat with all the local comedians in Atlanta and sometimes people go on little rants like cancel culture people are too woke like I bombed tonight because people can't take a joke but it's like no like maybe you should just try being funnier and I think that's my problem with this like this pretend persona he puts on like I get what he's trying to do but, like I've seen the screenshots of his stories and it's like jokes about like Muslims bombing you know and it's like that's not funny 
Like you can be edgy and make dark jokes. And I say that as someone who made a 9-11 joke like 10 minutes ago. Like you can be edgy and make jokes like that. But like you got to be funny and original. You know, you can't just like post a screenshot of a tweet that got 12 favorites. Yeah. And I don't even think that he's trying to like be funny. Even if he is, he's failing. But if he's just trying to make a statement, like he's never looping around to make the statement. He just keeps going with the mess. He seems like a man who thinks he's like really funny. I, it's like yeah it's rough so like I get him I love him but he's a mess and it would be I would have to like really trust Taylor's judgment of people to believe that like she loves the man underneath and that there's like someone super good and normal under all of that maybe it's a rebound y'all it's it's rough out here. It's rough. Tree pain is shaking. Tree pain <laughs> is chugging <laughs> bottles of wine nightly and like yeah. crying herself to sleep. Like there are Twitter threads that tag her in every single tweet. That's like a, it's like thread of Maddie's problematic moments from 2012, and then it's like 80 tweets, and she's tagged in every single one of them. Curly is going through it. She, yeah, she's probably struggling right now. So I don't know if Taylor is, like, participating as performance art or they're dating. Either one is hard to believe. But, like, both options are really tough to believe. Yeah. You know, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. We'll leave it at that. The fact that they're already getting paparazzi'd. Like how we probably have seen more paparazzi photos of her and Maddie than we did of her and Joe in six years. This is insane. So true. And if she doesn't I, want to be seen, she won't. She's been so private about all of her relationships so far. Like, why is this one different? She hasn't been public about a relationship since Harry. I did see a tweet about him like being so there now as of this weekend, comparing him to Joe about how Joe didn't attend the Grammys. Joe didn't attend attend her SNL. Joe didn't attend her NYU speech. Joe went to like one rep tour. Like he he was in the background of some Miss Americana shots. So I think it is nice that I hate to say it. I think it is nice that he's showing up and he's like not hiding it. You know? Well, not only that, but it looks like he washed his hair and put on a clean shirt for the first time. Yeah, he looks clean. In a long time. Maybe he borrowed her. I bet Taylor has some really fancy soaps in his in her shower. And he was like, what are these? <laughs> I'll try Yeah, his out. curls were like curling. He looked adorable. <laughs> he actually night. used like the right products. I know. Maybe she'll fix him. That, no. No one should ever do that. I take that back. Taylor was like, I could fix him. Yeah, we, no, we're not promoting that. No one should ever do that. Okay, so my next question is when I I don't know what kind of bad swifty I am I didn't know that he joined Phoebe on stage last night what did they sing I couldn't find it and I couldn't find any clips I just saw tweets that were like Maddie just joined Phoebe and there are pictures he wore a skeleton thingy to match her oh Uh, the pictures are cool don't know what they did they he must not have sang there would be videos yeah I think he just played the guitar but I only saw photos Okay. 
Interesting. I do think it's interesting uh, to jump ahead to Saturday Night Surprise songs that she sang out of the woods since the Sun article mentioned that they briefly dated 10 years ago. And then, of course, the out of the woods lyric, we were built to fall apart and fall back together. Just something to think about. It is, but out of the woods will always be about Harry. Like, come on. Always. Vehicular manslaughter. That is about an accident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, like, literally, when I was thinking about her going back to a love from 2012, I mean, first of all, I didn't know that her and Maddie Healy dated. I just thought they were friends. There were rumors at the time. When I thought we were going to regress over a decade, I really thought we were going back to Harry Styles. Like, this was not what I expected at all. Yeah. I think we were all hoping for Harry. (laughs) I think we were all manifesting that. And literally when she, when I thought to myself, I was like, "Eh, I don't know if she'd go back to Harry. Like, he's so not her type anymore. Like, he's just a little, like, she's never gone for, like, a feminine kind of man. But Maddie Healy is like, like not as feminine as Harry Styles, but still just like a little not what she usually dates. So that's interesting. So now I guess, I mean, I feel like we've said all we need to say. Is there anything else you would like to say about Maddie Healy? Uh, I think our final thoughts on it is uh, we feel weird about it. We're fans of the 1975. We also would bang Maddie Healy. But uh, we recognize he's a problematic person, and we hope Taylor's making uh, wise decisions. Yeah, I half believe it's all fake. Yeah. And I half believe it's real and that he's normal underneath all his mess and that she sees that, maybe. And We'll see. I also kind of hope it's not real, so we'll see. I did say in our breakup episode that I want to see her date around, and if this is how that starts... This is how that starts. Let's do it, Taylor. Let's keep racking them up. Kicking them off. All right. So next, Marjorie. That was weird as hell. As a reminder, fans did something called the Hashtag Marjorie Project, where during Marjorie, they held up photos of Taylor's dead grandma in order to elicit a reaction and get attention. And I just want y'all to know, if y'all came in my place of work and held up a photo of my dead grandparents... It is on site. Like, how how dare you? How dare you? It's so, like, weirdly personal. I don't know. It's, like, intrusive. It would be different if Marjorie were, like, a very public figure. You know, like... Yeah. If this was... God, I can't even think of a comparison this is like a Liza Minnelli concert and someone was holding up pictures of Judy Garland even that's weird you know yeah I don't know I can't decide how I feel because I like understand it comes from a good place for sure yeah I get what they were trying to do I guess and I couldn't tell if Taylor like really liked it I don't think she did (laughs) I know I mean she was like oh my god like thank you but she didn't like mention that directly and she said the same thing to us about like lights so yeah everyone's just trying to be atlanta night two so badly and i'm sorry you guys just won't be we were the first (laughs) stop trying to top a sad moment that's weird yeah 
it was a little weird. Okay. Anyway, nothing new. That was amazing. I'm so jealous of everyone who got to hear that. I bet that was so awesome to hear. I love I nothing new. And she did it the second night too. I think it's like permanent yeah. for the red era while Phoebe's on the mm-hmm. tour. And they didn't take anything out of the red era. This was just an addition, which I think is amazing. That is cool. I really like that. Yeah. Okay. So surprise songs night one. Sparks Fly and Teardrops on My Guitar. Sparks Fly was on my wish list. So I'm a little steady <laughs> spaghetti about that one. I watched all of this uh, on TikTok Lives. And I don't know if anyone else watched TikTok Lives on this night. But the crowd was so crazy from the Speak Now announcement that you couldn't hear Taylor in the lives. You could just hear like blood curdling screams. And I had to turn off the lives because like this is too much. Like I can't even hear Taylor. (laughs) But I'm so happy for everyone who was there. I'm so happy for them. I bet that was like the best night. I specifically remember saying she would never drop an album while she's on tour. That that is true. I'm eating my words. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sad about Sparks Flying Teardrops on my guitar. That's adorable. Next, she plays Invisible String instead of the one. Pissed. I'm pissed, Cressy. Pissed. <laughs> I saw two freaking shows. And that was like, I was really sad about that. Like, Invisible String was my favorite song from Folklore for like a full year and a half. I love that song. I think the one is second tour song on Folklore. So I'm kind of upset. I love the one. Um, remember in our last episode, like literally our very last episode when we were like, we want to go to Nashville, but we just don't have the funds or the stamina. If I had a time machine, (laughs) if I had a time machine, I feel like a goddamn idiot. (laughs) We should have put it on the credit card. Like I I don't even have a credit card yet. I need to grow up. (laughs) I'm so upset. I'm so upset. It would have been worth it. Anyway. It would have been worth uh, worsening my tendonitis. I just, I should have just dipped into my savings and done it. My physical therapist would have killed me. God, it's so sad. So, um, surprise songs that night, Out of the Woods in 15. To be so completely transparent, last night I jumped on the lives during 15. I heard her do a lyric change. Very interesting. Very cool. Um, I, did miss out of the woods and i haven't gone back to listen to it mm-hmm. but on the guitar i i need to watch that that's interesting and i'm Same, also pretty sad about that one but i feel like that was like one of your number one choices yes i wanted out of the woods condolences we both got shafted this weekend many times so i guess that's it for all the like the you know chronological news yeah so now we need to get into speak now and the book so which one do you want to start with correct um let's go into speak now also i don't know what you're talking about with the clock and the man music video yes so people have pointed out on twitter that in the man music video the scene where tyler smith is peeing on the brick wall Mm -hmm. the graffiti with all of her albums they're in order of how she's been releasing them and speak now has like proved that and it's like a clock like it's it's going on a chronological clock like the one where carmel in the middle yes do we think that she was like thinking about naming midnight's karma i don't know let me pull out the picture so i can read the exact order it's okay so it's uh karma in the middle 
Fearless, Red, Speak Now, Reputation, 1989. Oh. <gasps> so if this stays in the order, that means Rep is next and 1989 is last. Wait, where the fuck is debut? I will fight her if she doesn't re-release debut. Maybe it's supposed to be karma in the middle. I don't know. But yeah, debut isn't on here. I... The way she treats that album... (laughs) God, that makes me mad. Oh, okay. There is that sign. Okay, there's the sign. Missing. If found, return to Taylor Swift. That's like above reputation and below 1989. So maybe that's it. So maybe it's reputation debut the 1989 i mean i guess yeah Yeah. i'll post this picture if you guys don't know what i'm talking about i know yeah i know what you're talking about for like the sake of our conversation right now that's so interesting the fact that i like can't even think about speak now coming next because i'm just like freaking out the reputations afterwards yikes (laughs) okay i'm excited for speak now i love the cover i love the cover it's incredible, but I did see a tweet that it was giving Joan Benet Ramsey, and now I can't see it any other way. It's like the same curls. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened to Joan Benet. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll literally never know. We'll never know. I love it. I think it's the best re-record cover so far. Totally agree. She looks fantastic. I love that the background is dark. I love that she's looking in the other way. Her curls are curling. I love the purple. It's everything I we could have wanted, really. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Um, did I did see somewhere that it leaked a little while ago. Is that true? Did you see this beforehand? Nope, I didn't. Okay. It could have, but I feel like I would have seen it. I know, I was about to say. If it leaked, I feel like you would have known. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Six songs. Oh, someone else. Another theory about this whole Maddie thing is that there will be a song on speak now from the vault track whatever featuring featuring maddie and that maybe those are lyrics from the song or the name of the song or something that would be cool it would be cool but i don't see him fitting into the vibe of speak now if he was gonna be featured on anything i would imagine it would be 1989 yeah i can't see a maddie country no but also i will say like feel like the vault songs haven't really matched up with the albums themselves so far yeah that's true like don't you and bye bye baby to me are like not super fearless agreed and all of the red vault songs are like all over the place so yeah so yeah you never know i don't know if that's like I don't know if that holds any weight, but it's just something people are saying on the internet, and that's what we're here to talk about. It's our job. Do you have any other thoughts on Speak Now? I mean, we just talked about Speak Now. I don't think I have many thoughts left in my brain when it comes to that. Yeah, I think it's amazing that we released that episode, like, seven days before the announcement. We're so lucky. Are we lucky, or are we geniuses? We're intuitive geniuses. Yeah, we've already recapped this. If you want to listen to our Speak Now Revisited episode, we talk about the context of the time, the her outfits, the songs, who they're about, and just what a fun era that was. And I'm excited to go through this for a second time. 
I know, me too. I really am. And there's really no way to predict things about the re-records. Like, it's going to be what it is. Do we think she's going to have a single? A leading single? I have seen people wonder if it's going to be Enchanted since she's been performing that. I can see her doing that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I am sure there's going to be features on the vault songs because there has been so far. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's going to screw over whatever woman she invites to be on her song and not let her sing. I would love a real like country girl singing with her. Me too. I mean, Maren Morris tried, but we can't hear her. <laughs> so, but like, like a classic country girly, like a, like a Miranda Lambert. Wouldn't that be so fun? That will never happen. Oh, I could see her liking Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah. Or like Faith Hill, they're friends. Yeah. Faith Hill's another good one. Yeah. Yeah. That would make me happy too. I, you know what? I'm going to predict that there's not going to be a man feature on Speak Now. Okay. That's my prediction. That's all I got. Okay. And then let's get into the book. Yeah. um, I really don't even know how to describe this if you have not been keeping up with this, but um, essentially a bookstore in Virginia posted on Instagram a couple days ago and they have deleted it since. And let me read their caption. I have a screenshot of it. It is a picture of like this rectangle that says cover unavailable 4C untitled flat iron. Flat iron is a publishing group. Nonfiction summer 2023 by flat iron author to be released July 2023 under bios and memoirs. And then the caption says publishers provide list of upcoming books so that we can order them and have them on hand for the release date. We get the title author and a brief description of the book. Except this time. There's an upcoming new release and they're not telling us the author. All they're saying is that it's a biography slash memoir and that there's a huge initial print run. Also, books are almost always released on Tuesdays, but this one is being released on a Sunday, July 9th. There's a lot of mystery and buzz about this one. We have our guesses. What do you think? Shocked face emoji. So what's interesting about this is I have like books about publishing because I want to be a famous writer. Uh, Books that are going to be huge or thought that they're going to be huge, such as Spare by Prince Harry and I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy, they do huge pre-runs so that it's like ready because that first like wave of demand is going to be so big. So this means that this book is expecting a huge wave. And it is peculiar that it's going out of its way for a Sunday, July 9th release instead of the typical release day, which is Tuesday. And people immediately thought about Taylor because that July 9th, a lyric from Last Kiss, and then also in Taylor's Speak Now announcement post on Instagram, which I just now realized we never read. So I'll read that now. It's like just a couple lines. People have been making fun of it, actually, because her red and fearless announcements have been like paragraphs. And this is like a sentence or two. Yeah. But she posted on Friday night. I always looked at this album as my album and the lump in my throat expands to a quivering voice as I say this. Thanks to you, dear reader. It finally will be. 
I consider this music to be, along with your faith in me, the best thing that's ever been mine. Yours, Taylor. So that was the uh, like the picture. And then in the caption, she says something like, just in time for July 9th, if you know, you know. Which I initially was like, ha last kiss. But then people are like, oh, wait, what if it's like an actual book? And then people are like, hey, she says, dear reader, and the announcement. So that's what you missed if you didn't know. And people have been freaking out about this online. Like if you, <laughs> I've mentioned this a thousand times on this podcast before, but I read Pophead's tea time thread every single night. It just lulls me to sleep. I just love drama, I guess. Uh, there was like a hundred comments about this. And normally these posts get like 60 to 70 comments a day. And the fact that just this one little thing, Taylor's potential book blew up like that. It's just insane. Your thoughts. To add to that, the age range that they mentioned was young millennial and Gen Z and that it would be high demand globally. So I think that's important. I also don't know if you mentioned the 544 pages. The announcement about the book mentioned that it would be 544 pages. Five plus four plus four equals 13. Oh, Taylor. Which is another big, big, big reason people believe that this is Taylor's book. That's like the that's honestly the big kicker for me. Yeah. I did see some speculation that this would be a Britney Spears memoir as well. But I can't see her doing a 544 page book. So yeah, that's super true. Wait, that's a lot of pages. That just hit me. Yeah, that's a lot. So um memoir style books or like books of essays are typically half that size, especially debuts like that. This is a very, 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 very big book. Like, very big. Oh, and the uh, the audio version of this book will be 13 hours, I think. I think I saw that somewhere, too. So, again, a long book. Like, a, a lot of... I feel like the average is about 10 hours. I, I don't know. But, like, also 13. Like, good lord. Anyway. So, it's going to be long. Yeah, I'd also like love Britney so much. Um, no offense, don't think her target audience is young millennial and Gen Z. I can see her team thinking that though. That's bold because she's like an internet meme. Yeah, I guess. I like, can. That's why who's gonna read her freaking memoir? I know. No, it's like I think this is definitely, and like with the book signing all too well. Like I need people to come back through that music video and see if there's any hints in there. Yes, there is. There's 13 years later. And it is now 13 years later. Yep. Mic drop. Okay. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Just been having fun for the past 13 years. <laughs> Too much fun. Oh, wow. That's crazy. No, I fully believe this is her book. Like, this is happening. Right? I don't believe or disbelieve it yet. I'm just kind of like, here we go again. Another, I mean, like, weird think... thing to hold on to. I, you're right. We're always clowning. Yeah. But like, I am resident clown. Like, <laughs> I was a Woodvale truther for far too long. So. Yeah, maybe I'm just, like, fan theory fatigued out. But I'm like, all right, you guys see it? There's a book. Okay. Sure. FTF. I know. And she was, like, doing a movie. Like, how does she have time for all this? She's still doing that movie, right? When's she doing the movie? <laughs> Who knows? When did we even hear about the movie? Was that a rumor? Did she say that out loud? I don't know. I can't remember. 
I think she said in an interview, and then she was on like the directors on directors, right? For yeah. variety. I don't know, man. Or is it Vanity Fair? I don't know. There's just too much and Taylorville happening right now, and we are just at information overload. I mean, is this something that that bookstore could have just made up? Like, are they the only ones that are saying this? Yes. They're the only ones who have posted it. I don't know where they got that screenshot from. I do think it's very odd. So I guess they could have made it up and it could have, like, run way too far. It does have an IBSN number, though. Well, then, hmm. So it is a book. It Something will come out with that number. Will it be Taylor? I don't know. <laughs> Watch it be like the most <laughs> random thing of all time and we're all just like at the bookstore waiting and it's like Drake Bell's memoir. Like something just so <laughs> awful that no one wants. It's like Kristen Bell. Oh my God. Yeah. We just get so played now that she would announce it. Someone would announce it before then. But yeah, because why? Who else would keep it a secret? Because you need those pre orders to get on the Times bestseller list. <laughs> Taylor would break the Times bestseller yeah, list. She doesn't need the pre orders. Like, she doesn't need it. That's why I'm saying. We've never seen a book sell this much. <laughs> like, it would be crazy. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to do like a huge book pre order. Like, my book's coming out in a couple months or this summer. Like, she doesn't need that so like who else even if she didn't mention it no one like even if we weren't sure we'd all be at the bookstore at midnight yeah like i'm thinking about um author john green his latest book the anthropocene reviewed i don't know if anyone here listens to any of his podcasts he was plugging the hell out of that book for like a year before it came out and just like like pre-order pre-order like let's do this uh like he did and he's a famous author yeah he's like very famous the Fault in Our Stars is like one of the best-selling YA novels of all time. He has his podcast. He has vlog. Like he's so he's TikTok famous now, and even him. So like, who's bigger than John Green? Taylor, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, the Anthropocene Reviewed is a great book. I recommend it. I should read it because I, I liked John Green. I loved Turtles All the Way Down. Oh, you read that? Yeah, I liked it too. I'm excited for the movie. I liked all his books except uh, Paper Paper Towns. Towns. Yeah, I couldn't even get through it. It was awful. I liked Paper I like all of them. Hmm. It's a nostalgia thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what was the other one? Looking for Alaska. Yeah. Incredible book. Top tier. I think it's better than The Faults in Our Stars. I used to like say that was my favorite book. Yeah. I probably yeah, I could probably still say it's my favorite book. I haven't read that many since then. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, we just spent uh how long has it been? Uh, almost an hour. Just gossiping, just gabbing. Just chit chatting. Hey, that's why they pay us the big bucks to podcast. Yeah. That's we have been paid like zero bucks, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we famously lost money when I forgot to withdraw our advertising fund from like our three advertisers and then the website shut down because i just never withdrew it i mean it was like like 50 bucks so it's fine good for weekend podcast gets one ad good for weekend podcast forgets to get money for ad (laughs) you know we're grassroots baby hey we're here for the passion we're here for you guys yeah we don't have a patreon we don't have the creator fund no that's how you know this is the real deal. 
we get paid in our community through friendship and gossip. It's a labor of love. Yeah, this is all to say we love you guys so much. And I love that like when things like this happen, I get to come to a place where I can gossip and people will listen and people will talk to me about it. And you guys are awesome. Yeah, we love you guys. And if you want to talk to us about it, you can on any social platform at GFA Weekend. There you go. (laughs) We are on socials at GFA Weekend if you want to talk to us about all of this. And also on our Discord. Link will be in the show notes. It's a big group chat. This is a great time to jump in and start gossiping. Like really prime time. Oh, it our Discord has been blowing up. Pop, pop, popping off. I love checking it. So get in there. Start gossiping with us. It's really fun. Yeah. So we'll see you in our Tea Time channel of our Discord. Yeah. And also the last Thursday of the month. We'll see you then too for a regular episode. We've been popping off with the bonuses. We're oh awesome. Oh my God. We still have to. I have to write that. I'm tired. <laughs> I need to lay down. We've really been cranking these out. I know. And our bonus is like an hour long too. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll see you then when I decide what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Bye, guys.